Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, good morning. It is great to have you this morning. Today we're talking about you getting all the retirement credit you possibly can for ideally your entire federal career so that you get the biggest pension you possibly can, so that you can retire as soon as you possibly can and get all the benefits that you are supposed to get. That is the goal for today. Now, if you are new here, welcome. Great to, great to have you today. My name is Don Haas. I'm a financial planner who serves federal employees just like you every single day, and I love doing it. So again, today we're talking about making sure you actually get retirement credit for the years you work, because it's not just a matter of working as a federal employee. You have to actually get retirement credit for those years to count towards your federal retirement. So here is the summarized version of today's content. If your career is very, very simple, for example, if you have been full-time since day one, the entire career, and you've worked for only one agency, okay, you haven't moved around one agency full-time the entire time, then odds are your records are good to go. Your odds are you're getting credit for your entire federal career. However, however, if you have anything weird, we're talking part-time, we're talking temporary time, internships, maybe leave without pay, maybe military time, any weird type of time, maybe just a break in service where you had a kid or you, you did something else, whatever. If you have any of that within your career, there is a potential that there's issues. I've seen a lot of issues, okay? There's issues potentially in how your time is actually going to be credited towards your retirement. And if you do not get these issues taken care of, or if maybe you don't know about the issues in tower retirement, then there can be big, big messes. And sometimes people just never know. So they just they just lose benefits. They don't get the benefits they're, they're supposed to get because they just didn't know that mistakes were made. Now, here's the deal. Many of you might say, well, look, the federal government, they're a large organization. They're not going to make that sort of mistake. And the, odd, and, and the truth is, this sort of thing where there's errors to people's career, what's actually credited towards the retirement, is super, super common. It happens, okay? Here's the first place I'd start if I was you. You have to understand the difference between your RSCD and your SCD. So we love acronyms, but this is what they stand for. Your SCD, you can find on your leave and earnings statement, your LES, and it stands for service computation date. However, on your LES, that SCD is for leave purposes only. It is not for retirement purposes, okay? So for example, if your SCD is January 1st of 2003, well, that is the date they're gonna assume you started to, to determine how much leave you should accrue, how quickly you should accrue leave, not necessarily on when you're gonna be eligible to retire and to, to determine how many years of credible service you have. It's not necessarily for that. The date that you want to find is your RSCD, which is your retirement service computation date, which that date is actually going to be used to determine how many credible years of service is going to go towards your retirement one day. You have to understand the difference again between the SCD and the RSCD. Okay, now again, if you have worked at the same agency full-time the entire time, odds are your SCD and your RSCD are exactly the same, which is simple and good. We like that. However, 
As many of you watching know, that's not always the case. Sometimes there's things that come up where they're not the same, okay? So if you look at yours and they're not the same, so first, your SCD can often be found in your leave and earning statement, okay? Your RSCD is harder to find. You could generally find it on your personal statement of benefits. If you don't know where to find it, it varies based on your agency, but go ask a coworker, ask your HR, you want to find your personal statement of benefits. Basically, it's a summary of all the benefits you um, are enjoying as a federal employee. And generally speaking, your RSTD is on there. Sometimes that's incorrect too, based on based on mistakes that they may not have. For example, I've seen many situations where someone, let's say, works at a agency. They work, they work, they work, they leave, they go do something else outside the federal government. They come back later, start working for a different agency. And sometimes records of their previous employment just weren't passed along. They weren't passed along. So therefore, their, their, their RSTD may not take that into account. Okay, so keep that in mind. You want to check these dates and say, okay, are these dates correct? Are these dates correct? Are they taking into account all of my time? And if the answer is yes, great, you may be good. If the answer is no, you want to start digging. And hopefully things are done right. Hopefully when you look, check these things, things are good to go, but they may not be, okay? So here are two things to know. If you have military time or temporary time that happened before 1989, you can potentially buy that time back, okay? What, which means you pay a little money now so that that time can be added to your, your years of credible service for retirement purposes. And odds are it's going to make a ton of sense for you to do that, to buy it back. You, I've got a whole video on buying back your military time. I, I would please suggest that you go watch that. It goes into way more depth. But long story short, you probably should, unless the one exception is, unless you're drawing a military retirement. If you're drawing a pension from your military time, then you're probably not going to want to buy it, back, buy it back. But if you just have, let's say, five years, six years, or some amount of military time, you're probably going to want to buy that back. It's going to allow you to retire earlier, and your pension is going to be bigger accordingly. Again, if you have temporary time that happened before 1989, you can generally buy that time back. Or if you have military academy time, there's different types of time that you could buy back so that you can actually make it count towards your federal career. Okay. Now, if you have part-time service, I'm going to rock you through briefly what that does. Long story short, with part-time service, let, let's just do an example. Let's say you're, I'm going to do an extreme example just to show what part-time does, okay? Let's say for your entire career, you worked part-time, so at 50%, okay? So instead of 40 hours a week, let's say 20 hours a week. Let's say you now have 30 years of service and you want to retire. Long story short, to be eligible to retire, they're going to assume you got the full 30 years, even if that entire 30 years was at part-time. Okay, to be eligible to try, they're going to assume you have the entire amount of time of years of service. Okay, however, once you're eligible to retire, when they start calculating your pension, they're going to make a proportional to how much you actually worked. So, if you worked part time the entire time, you would get 50% of the pension that someone that worked full time the entire time with the same salary gets. Okay, basically, whatever part time you have, they're going to they're going to adjust your pension proportionally. Okay, proportionally. So if, if your entire career was half time, 50%, then your pension is going to be 50%. But most of you are only going to have, let's say, a little bit of part-time service. Okay, so for example, let's say you had one year of part-time service out of a 30-year career. Then your pension is going to be reduced slightly, but it's going to be proportional, right? Where for one year out of the 30, you'd get 50% of the credit for your pension. 
instead of the full. Okay, so it's going to adjust your pension calculation a little bit, and the more the more part-time service you have, the more it's going to affect it. Okay, so hopefully that helps. Now, again, I don't know exactly what issues you might have with your service. Today's episode was just to give you an idea of where to look, where to get started, and to start digging into this now so that as you approach retirement, you can get these things figured out so you don't have to either just get a, a short change benefit or maybe find out later like, oh man, if I would have just done X, Y, Z, I could have got my benefits earlier, could have retired earlier and gotten a bigger pension. My goal is to get you everything that you possibly can. So I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions, there's a link below to submit them and we, we cover questions from people just like you every week on future episodes. So have a great rest of your day. I'll see you next time.